Hey everyone. Party. 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 Um <laughs> What's that? I'm just so excited. I ha- I hiccuped a little. <laughs> I'm also ill, so. Oh, there we go. Um I'm Liza. I'm Riss. I'm Lindsay. And this is the Little Sleep Much Reading. And finally, from so little sleeping and so much reading, his brain dried up and he went completely out of his mind. Guys, we have special guest Lindsay today. Hi, everyone. Last time Lindsay was on was, what season was that? Last season one, wasn't it? Season one? No, no, it wasn't season one because it was in March. So it had to be season two. Because it was for feminist fiction. Right. right? Yeah. Why do I feel like I was sick the last time all three of us were on the Zoom and now Lindsay's sick? I think you were. What's up with that? Pass it along, but it takes a year. Who knows? I, I know. Marissa, watch out. <laughs> Lindsay's not, she's not allowed on again because I would be sick. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, this is your final warning. We'll have Rusty as the guest next time. Yes. Oh, I, I don't think he has much to say, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he really <laughs> likes fairy porn. You never know. You never know. I would say he... I would say he would. He's he's a feisty man. He could be a fairy. He could like porn. Who knows? But I don't know what he gets up to when I'm sleeping. He's nocturnal. Yeah, maybe his imagination is like running rampant too. You don't know. <laughs> Marissa. Yeah. What's the theme this week? Um, well, our theme was originally fairy esque books and then we were like oh we both have one specific book on our shelves we should both read this book and then invite our friend who loves this book so much onto the podcast (laughs) wait do you have the new cover marissa yeah okay it's part of thorns and roses I avoided reading this for so long. I know, me too. Like, I literally avoided it like the poop. Making a stink face. (laughs) Lindsay, you have it. It's amazing. What? Tell us everything from when you first read it to just your whole journey with Miss Sarah J. Mass, I guess. Okay. What a ride. So I am an OG stan of this book series. I knew it since it came out. And so when I was in, I think, my junior year of high school, I read, like, began reading all of Sarah J. Mass's books. I read all the Throne of Glass books that were out up to that point. And I think only three or four were maybe out by then. I think three and the fourth one was about to come out. And then after I finished those, I was like, I need something else to read. And I really want to read something else by her. I really liked her writing style, the way she writes, like, romance, action, creates like world building everything in that realm and so 
I saw that she had just at that point just came out with A Court of Thorns and Roses. The first book came out in like May. I think it was like 2015, 2016, maybe. Um, and so I got it and then I read it and then I was obsessed with it. So I made like a Pinterest account dedicated to it and fan, wrote fan fiction for it and all of that stuff. And my fan fiction actually went kind of viral at the time. I had like, I think it was a hundred thousand like subscribers and like reads on it. And then um, I would, I would wait. For, I remember when the second book came out, A Court of Mist and Fury, I like called Barnes and Noble in the morning on like my bus ride to school and like made them put it on hold for me. And then I walked from the bus to go get it. Like I was deeply obsessed, like unhealthily obsessed. And I would watch like you, like booktubers online talk about it because nobody I know knew had like read the book. Nobody, I don't want to tell anyone about it because I don't want them to like think I was weird because of the type of books. But I love fantasy in general, but this was the first like raunchy fantasy. But I've heard, I don't know how if this is true or not, I think it is, that there are very slight differences with the original, like first edition and then recent ones. Like, I heard that they went back and made it, like, a little bit, the first book a little more raunchy. Like, very slightly more. I could be wrong, but, like, when I was working at Barnes & Noble, that's what someone told me. That's because, crazy, if true. Well, because the, for, uh, the fourth book is, the, is very, 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 very graphic. Like, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to say anything it's about or anything like that. But it, compared to the other ones, are, I would say, like, there are graphic scenes but it's not, like, continuously, like, super graphic. Like, that one is continuously super graphic. And so they needed to, like, any way they could um, match it up to get to that. Not get to that level, but make it more continuous. Because originally it was YA. The book was shelved in the YA section until <laughs> the fourth one came out. What? Yeah, it was considered YA. Even though the, the third, the second one is, like, very raunchy. And same with the, like, third... Honestly, the second one's the most raunchy. And the first one has raunchy stuff in it, too. But it was considered YA. That's crazy, because I have a first edition. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, like, would have read this when I was a teenager and not been, like, phased by it. But, like, there was, like... It was, like, sex. Like, it yes. was... And, like, I was reading that, obviously, because I was reading One Direction fan fiction, which was way worse. But it was, like, I'm surprised that it was YA. Yeah, it's. I think it's because Sarah J. Mass's stuff was already there. And I personally would not have read it at that time if it was not YA. Maybe because if it was Sarah J. Mass, I would have. But at that time, like, I was a very strict, like, YA reader. I was also 16. Right. But, like, this got me a little bit more into adult and then I think it was, like, the new adult genre was just being established around that time, too. But it was considered YA at first. And so then when I went to college, of course, I tried to get everyone I know to read it. And everyone was like, no. Or I wouldn't talk about it. They'd be like, well, you said you had, a, like, a pop, uh, popular fan fiction it was about. It. I'm like, I'm not telling you because you're going to find it. And you're going to read it. And you're going to make fun of me. Um, but that's uh, – I'm – obsessed with this book I, series I have been forever and now I hate the TikTok girls who are all I am the OG fan I am a giant nobody loves Sarah J Mass like me I'm like girl I was alone in class reading this like hiding it in the back corner like 
I read it before anyone thought it was cool. I was trying to get everyone to jump on the bandwagon. If I would have kept that fan fiction up and not archived it, I swear I would be at a million views by now and have a E.L. James book deal. Like, I know. Fuck my life. But still. <laughs> Wait, after we're done talking about the book, will you tell us at least who the fan fiction is about? I'll tell you now because it's not like it wasn't a specific fan fiction like that. It's I was writing it more for myself because I was really obsessed with the book. I would say uh, after the first one came out and after the second one, mm-hmm. I was like very, very obsessed. So I just wrote short stories. And it was like a short story of like different characters, perspectives of different things that happened or like different things that happened that weren't fleshed out in the, so in the, two, in the first two books. Like I would like flesh them out. And that's pretty much what I did. So it wasn't like a new smut between like two characters that weren't like the main characters or anything like no. that. Okay. It was more a literary approach of discovering the <laughs> dynamics of family and other things, but still smut. Is this book part of the reason you think you became a writer? Yes and no, okay. because I was already, I think, really obsessed. I think it's the, it's definitely impacted the type of writing I do now, but yeah, definitely in that. But I think that's also, it's the impact on the time it's had. Times it's had now. Like I was always wanting to write fantasy. Honestly, what influenced me in that originally was Cassandra Clare, and her books were the first thing that really like dug me in, and this led me to that. And then from that point on, with Sarah J. Mass, now with the skyrocketing success of that, and seeing it as like a lucrative market that I really enjoy, I know how to write really well, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy reading, engaging with, sharing, writing about. That that's like the path it's led me on. But it's always been, like, an inspiration. Like, she's definitely one of my biggest writing inspirations. I and, you know, I'm sure you could see that, like, reading it. I mean, like, this sounds like one of Lindsay's workshops. <laughs> yes, I definitely thought that about the plot. But I think your writing is better. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think I have, like, more degrees now than Sarah. So, like, I think it's okay to yes. say it's, it's okay. I think she'd be okay with it. I think she would be fine. I mean, it's just, like... And I wonder too what it will, we'll get into this later, but like, I wonder too what it will be like to read more. Like, I wonder if she found her footing a little bit the more the series went on. I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. The first one, as we talk about different things in it, I would say there's some things that don't line up, but I don't know. I feel like the, the second book is one of my favorite books ever. I think it is, it's like so many people's favorite book ever. The second book is my favorite book ever. I'm so excited devoured it I cried I remember I like crazy if you if you cry you gotta take a picture and send it to me I will (laughs) also wait before we get into it too Marissa so okay to set the scene everybody I texted them that I was I had officially after finishing this book joined the Sarah J Mass cult and Marissa said I don't know about that and you said you'll know when you know. What were you doing? Did you finish the book? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I have not joined the call. I, I do. I have enjoyed the books and I am. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, Bessie, because I was only going to read the second one and then stop. I'm like, I'm only going to read the first two. And then a girl at work yelled at me and was like, no, you have to read like the trilogy. Just read the third one and then you can stop. And now I'm like, do I is like, is that tea? Is that really what I have to do? 
I personally was not the biggest fan of the third one, my opinion. The second book is a holy grail in my life. And then there's a novella too, right? I read a little bit of the novella and then I put it down because I was bored. That's the Frost and Starlight one? Yes, but I do have to say I have all the original copies and they are worth a lot of money on eBay now. So if you have original copies, anyone listening, hold on to them. Especially because so, the, you know it's going to be a TV show on Hulu? No shit. Oh, that's going to be terrible. Yeah, the rights were uh, just bought. I recently. it's going to be bad. It should be HBO. It should be it HBO. Be, yes, it should be HBO for sure. I totally agree. But we shall see what happens. I mean, I'll watch it because, of course. But Oh, yeah. But I'm, like, interested to see, like, who they cast and everything yeah. like that. So the only reason why I really, really wanted to read the second one is because this the the switch in men. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have to read the second one now. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed. To, I okay. I was definitely. Marissa, we talked about this that we thought Tamlin is kind of ugly. Um, but once okay, that whatever scene when they went like swimming in the pool of starlight, I was like kicking my feet and giggling. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I I've I had my moments too where I was like, okay, he's okay. But I think it's because in my head I was like trying so hard to picture him as someone else. Yeah. But I literally couldn't. Um, and he's just he's a himbo. And like the You'll worst see. way. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Oh, Lindsay, I gotta keep my I'm mouth shut. I am. You better be texting. Ninety-one pages through the second book. So oh. you're oh, almost, you know. So yeah. I know, bestie. Well, okay. That's my other thing. Is towards the end with Reese, I started to be like, like I was like, new man just dropped. I don't know though. Well. Don't you know me. I love a man with dark hair. I love a man that looks like me. So I was so excited with that character. But I also love a man who looks like Lindsay. So period. <laughs> period. Also, Lucian um grew on me big time. Me too. I love yeah. him. I just feel like I think his character is underdeveloped. And it seems like it's not getting better in the second book yet. Interesting. So I'm like, hate that for him. They could definitely do more with him. So that's surprising. Um, I would definitely agree with that. Like looking back, it's a little different having the full picture, but because I don't want to spoil anything for y'all in the future. But I would even say like, I could still like remember that and feel that even in later books, but throughout. um, He's in, I think he's, He's there to fill like a specific purpose in the first book. And then after it gets past that point of his purpose is like fulfilled, to, like get her to talk to the surreal, get her to have forward motion or give Tamlin a chance. It kind of falls off from there. Same with like Alice mm-hmm. or like maid, the maid character who um, is her like only female ally there. Yeah, yeah. I think being a writer somehow like ruined me reading books like this because I can easily see through that and be like oh okay this is a filler character this character is just for this when this happens it means it's like that's why my boyfriend hates watching movies with me (laughs) I'm like 
I don't like this because this is bad filming or writing or this yeah. isn't fit the time period. Like I ruined Daisy Jones and the six for so many people who told me they liked it. I'm like, but the filming doesn't look accurate to the time period. No. And compared to the book, blah, 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 blah. And there's like, I can't watch it the same way again. You ruined it. I could have a, we could have a whole nother episode about Daisy Jones and the six. Cause that's another one that I love the book. And then I watched the show and I said, what the hell? Yeah. I stopped watching it after uh, that show after, 30 minutes in I was like I can't it like pained me I watched all 10 episodes bro but people online are like raving about it and I don't understand sorry different rant okay well I'll have to read the book and then we'll have to come back and do it amazing the book was like the first two episodes and then stopped I think you'd like the book a lot Marissa because it's written like a script see I thought that's cool Oh, listen to the audiobook for it, though. The audiobook, they got different people to do every voice. Yeah. And it sounds like a documentary. That is cool. It's so good. It's, like, one of the best audiobooks I've ever listened to. So it's, and like, I, a podcast, then. That is really cool. Yeah, literally. That's, that's what it's actually like. Um, but back on the tangent of Akatar, I would say that definitely, though, character- honestly, it I feel like the first book, like looking back to you, feels so disconnected from the rest of the series is like you'll see when you're reading it because it's re- like so much character development happens for like important characters. So many more interesting, like the world is really expanded upon and pulled out. So I'm excited for you to like, but the world's also rewritten at the end of this book when the whole trial series with like Amarantha happens. And yeah. They're all like freed from their bonds. That plot I also felt was underdeveloped and I wanted to understand more of like, they say how she gives the power, but I really don't feel like it's believable. Like, all of you guys are all these power, like, as you'll learn in, like, the future books, all the high lords are, like, very, very powerful people. How did this lady do this? It doesn't really add up. I wish I could know that, too. And I almost, I mean, I don't know what happens. But like, I almost wish she wasn't dead because I want to know more about her. Like, I would even read a whole prequel about her. Yes. Oh, I totally would too. She was very, because I would say, I feel like in this book, it talks about her sister and like that whole thing, like parts of her backstory are fleshed out in that, but I wanted it to be even like taken a step further of knowing, I feel like I'm in like workshop, like maybe a flash, not a flashback because it's not from her perspective, but like deeper insight into how like her relationship her own emotions besides like this anger and revenge yeah I think the one thing that I find really interesting about these books is if you compare them to books that they remind me of so if I think of like other weird fantasy dystopian books like this like I think of the Hunger Games and the interesting thing about the Hunger Games is in the first book the Hunger Games is like the main big scary thing but behind it, you know that there's so much more. Mm-hmm. And like, same thing with like the Maze Runner. In the Maze Runner, the maze is like the big scary thing in the first book. But you know that there's so much more behind it. And with these books, it's like, for this first book, there is one big scary thing. And even though like the the king is somewhat behind her, he doesn't feel as looming in the first book as he does as like as like these other things do in these other books. So it's so interesting to me that she would, and obviously it seemed like she knew she was going to write more books of this. So it seems like she wrote this with like 
I don't know, like her her main scary thing being dead in the first book. It's just like, I don't know. It yeah. was so strange. I think honestly, other than I would say the same feeling would come come from the beginning of Sarah J. Mass's first series, Stone of Glass, after the first like three books. It also felt like she was still trying to navigate the plot. And I think honestly the same for this one, even for the next one after. It's like Aunt She's honestly, in my opinion, like with the fourth book going through the kind of, um, who is a good example? Like Cassandra Clare is one that comes to my mind of like, I'm just going to keep writing the same world and same series over and over again because I know people buy it and it makes money. <laughs> and this, I would not say the first three books get that treatment, but definitely like others would. But with this one specifically, within the first book you're saying, it's like, did you ever, I remember her saying that she began writing this as like a side project while she was writing like um, the Throne of Glass series. And I don't, I think she originally maybe thought it was just going to be like a private side project. And they're like, oh, we're interested in purchasing it. And she's like, okay, but I haven't planned out the rest of the series. So now I got to scrounge together a series because selling series, you make way more money in the literary, literary world than you do not. That's my publishing degree now coming in handy for my master's yeah. but yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like what happened with this which I would say the last two books are way more correlated than this one this one seems like honestly like a prequel like it's setting the stage for those two of like how Vera became a part of the whole world like right. this world and the human mm -hmm. world versus it though I do really love her world building in this it's such an interesting like unique take on the landscape of how like they were so separated with the wall and like they didn't even interact I love that and I love that too because I was super super into fairies when I was little like mega and I still am and so like you recognize the lore which I think is I think I always think that's really fun and I, you guys, I don't know if I'm just stupid, but I didn't know it was a Beauty and the Beast retelling until I started reading it. Yeah, it is. And then also it's based off of this like Scottish ballad called Tam Lin. Yeah. It's spelled T-A-M-L-I-N. And the second book is a Hades and Persephone retelling. Which makes sense because oh. Reese basically pulls a Hades on us. Oh, the tattoo god I'm glad like I'm not 16 anymore if I would have read this book series like now and been as fairly obsessed I would have a tattoo right tattoo, now the eye on the hand. well also I can say that's a Hamsa Judaism I'm okay with that that's me but the whole sleeve I totally would have done on a whim so I'm glad I read this before I was legally allowed to get it also I think we should be doing spoilers because most people who read who are going to listen to this episode, I think will have already read the book. What oh, we yeah, we're, we're saying spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was I... I'm just I, trying not to spoil, like, the rest for both of you because yes. I want you to have the feeling... It's like reading Harry Potter for the first time in my mind. Like, right. I don't want... I wish I could reread this again with fresh eyes. <laughs> just that we want just the first one. Um, there are a few things that she did in this book that I was like, that's a stupid writer choice. Like, what? Like, like, again, with her, like, killing off Amarantha, I was like, you could have, like, now they're all, they all have their powers back. You could have easily just kept her confined and, like, locked up and used her as leverage or something in some way. But instead, 
I don't know they just use like the trauma of what happened yeah like it's almost like going but I would also say like though I do agree it's a bad writer choice I do think Tamlin killing her shows something about his character and and that could have been the direction even though I do think it would have been smarter as you're saying to keep her alive he's a very like throughout like hot-headed acts the way he like acts on impulse is what he wants to do has to do with like the beast coming out inside him and and I think that adds to like shows his character of like he doesn't think things through and he's just gonna do what he wants without consequences also I do want to understand why it never is explained like why is Amarantha so obsessed with him like there's nothing to obsess about with this man I think she just thinks he's like hot but Girl. He's blonde. I'm sorry. I feel so I'm, bad. Like, there's blonde men out there, but I like blonde women, beautiful. Blonde men, no. No. When you have the other one, <laughs> you don't need that one. You have Reese, like, all day, every day. Like, what? I, I don't know. She's a crazy bitch for that. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. Taylor is just a big, he's just a big stupid. He's a big dumb dumb. <laughs> um, should we you marissa do you want to do like the rating scale and then we'll like talk about each section yeah do you want to just do it back and forth yeah okay um okay readability is our first category marissa what did you say i gave it an eight i gave it a nine so pretty close guys i literally could not put this book down i read it really really fast yeah it was a page Turner, to say the least. And I think that had a lot to do with the plot, which we'll obviously talk a little bit more about later. But also, I think what you said, Lindsay, was really true that the like world building style is just so fun. Mm -hmm. I think it's that. And she also has, it's a very, it's not very dense text. It's easy. It's like why like easy to read fun to go through the characters have quirky fun interactions like there's a little bit of humor to things a little bit of sassiness um online people always are posting but don't look yet because the spoiler like about the surreal being like um addicted to tea it always wants the drama like there's just like these like funny things in there that people just pick out and like fall in love with I think that's what makes it so readable and also how unique the world building is like as you said there's just so many like little things I really do think the readability is to go with it originally being YA and I think Sarah J Mass like was trained to be a YA writer because that's what sort of glasses that's what she initially saw like her writing future is but also like as I'm learning too like as I get older I don't want to write YA I want to write characters my age and so I think just the readability of it is what she was trained in that made me so happy though to read a book like, I knew that it used to be YA. I don't remember. Someone told me that a, a while ago. But Probably. If someone this is like work, my fun party like, trick to rant about it? this book. Um, but so I think that, like, part of why I could not put it down is because it was, like, it did feel like I was reading, like, The Hunger Games again. Like, it, yes. it gave me, like, that kind of feeling. But for an adult, which I'm, like, so good. As soon as I opened it up and I saw a map, I was like, oh, I'm in for a treat. I'm in for a treat. I love a map. You could take this out if you want to, but I knew Marissa was going to like this because of the smut. I was like, yes, this is for my girl Marissa. She's going to have a great time. Nobody needs a man when you have Sarah J. Mass detailed, written, 
in the second book. Smut. I need a little bit of spice. Yeah. I Otherwise, it. it's like, come on. I will say, I love slow burn romance is my favorite kind. So this hit the spot for me with it being kind of uh, giving slow burn. Mm-hmm. Wait for the second book. I'm scared. A second book I know is going to be giving enemies to lovers, which is my other favorite type of romance trope, I think. How um, many pages into the second one did I say I was? Like 370? Yeah. We are building up still. I'm... <laughs> yeah. up, but it feels so good like it's one of the slow burns really I does. feel like that like even while it's burning you're not like okay what are get to the point already you're just like mm-hmm. attention I'm scared but I'm so excited when they finally had sex in this book I was like this is what I've been waiting for the entire time but also was anybody else slightly disturbed by him being kind of it like he, he was kind of it's not bestiality per se, but he's a little bit too, like, there was a little too much roaring and growling going on. Okay, that's a Sarah J. Mass thing that I hate. Yeah. He does that, even if they're not beastie. For some reason, she describes sex as purring and roaring, and it's a little gross. I think it's her trying to build, like, something specific to the fairies of, like, fairies are a beast. They're not humans, but yeah. it's weird. I don't like it. It, it kind of, like... I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like one time where Pharaoh like touches his face and he like purrs. And I was immediately like, eh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one like I would say the biggest qualm I have with this book is anytime someone purrs, I go, and it takes me out of it. Yeah. I mean, like it works for Tamlin because that's, that's him. Right. That's kind of a good segue into language um, and uh, style. Um, Marissa what did you give it I gave it a six okay. and it's not that her writing is bad at all um it's just that I'm not I just don't really read a lot of fantasy so I'm not good with fantasy writing mm-hmm. and this immediately as soon as I opened it like the first page I'm like this is so fantasy writing it kills me a little tiny bit um, I totally agree if there's purring and licking it deserves like a six or right. lower so I was yeah. like mm. And even, I don't know, just, like, that beginning chapter, like, of her in the woods, something about it was just, like, killed me a little bit. I just did not like the writing of it. Yeah, I gave it a five, and it's partially because of, like, the word choices sometimes. I was like, girl, and she would, like, repeat a lot of the same language I I ended up Mm -hmm. noticing at one point. Like, there's one phrase she loved that's, like, I like a chill spider walk down my spider spine spine, some of the weirdest language and like I've read a lot of her writing and I don't feel like I read her books for the writing if anything her strongest suit in writing might be dialogue but it's definitely not descriptions some of her descriptions are weird as fuck like for tears I remember and I'm sure she's used I know she's used it somewhere in like at guitar but she has also used it in the other just in her other series, but to describe like crying, she's like eyes lined with silver. It's like yeah. why? It's like weird. I, I I have mixed feelings about it because, like you said, like I think the dialogue is actually pretty good. Um, I think I didn't like the way she reads Farah's inner thoughts. I think that kind of felt a little bit like elementary to me. Um, bleep out this name, but like it kind of reminded me of like, um. 
I was just thinking of that. I was just thinking of that. It reminded me of like weird fantasy that she would bring to class. Um, I would say compared to like other lead character, like Throne of Glass, the lead character in that book, Feyre also feels underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in like like people like like Reese, um, Lucian. Um, in the second book, there's a character named Moore, Amarin, Cassie and Azriel, like all those characters that you'll see in there. I'm way more interested in them than I am in her. Even her sisters, like, eventually are more interesting than her. Yeah, Nesta's already almost more interesting than Farrah. Oh, yeah. Nesta's, like, way more interesting than her. And so I just don't feel she's, like, that interesting of a character at this point. She's kind of giving, like, Bella Swan core. Yes. But I do love me for Bella Swan. So. No, I know. We do love it. One thing I will say, though, about Sarah, about Miss Mass, is... I thought her descriptions of places were amazing because I could picture, like I said, that pool of starlight, the manor, like the party with the bonfires. And then especially under the, what was it called? Under the mountain? Is that, mm-hmm. that that I could picture perfectly. And I think that you do have to like shout her out for that aspect of the writing because it was pretty spectacular. That's like with Hunger Games, especially like, um, well, both hung, like all three Hunger Games, but especially the arena for the second book. Um, I could picture that so vividly, perfectly in the movie. It looked exactly like how I imagined. I'm hoping that when they turn this into a movie, because her descriptions are so well, you'd be doing an injustice if you don't. Just like Hunger Games, I feel like those, well, I love those movies and I love those books equally. So here's yeah. the thing though the script that they have is literally right here, but they'll never follow it. Yeah, they just won't. They never do. And also, it's not because, like, it needs to have that, like, level of adult. Also, the money put into the HBO would do with, like, the sensuality of the costumes and, like, every little detail needs to be, like, elevated to, like, who just thinks really well? Like, Handmaid's Tale is amazing. Like, it was. I I haven't seen any recent seasons, but the first few seasons were, like, really great. It had great budget. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Hulu could do a good job. They have more potential than Netflix. Also, maybe. Netflix... Oh, sorry. What? Rachel? Netflix would have more potential. I will not. Because they have mind. more money than Hulu, don't you think? I was thinking of Daisy Jones and the Six. For some reason, I thought that was Netflix. It's it's like Amazon. Right. So Netflix. Amazon. But then again, like more. Netflix ruined, um, like Thirteen Reasons Why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Oh, I saw that. I saw the when it came out originally, and that scene that they cut of her in the bathroom. I saw, I saw that. that too. I watched that in school on my study hall. You were there. I read. Uh, I read this book and the smut scenes in it in my chemistry class. That's. I was like so scared. My teacher was gonna come up behind me and read it. I know. Well, I was like at work some of the time reading this book, and I was like, eh. <laughs> Mara comes That's behind you. See. Yeah. Um. <laughs> one time when I was at my boyfriend's house when I first started uh, dating. Um, one of his roommates found my book. I left it. It was the fourth book, which is the raunchiest on like the coffee table. He opened up, started reading a page out loud. No. And it was so graphic. And I was just sitting there like this. That's mortifying. And he was like, what? Well, at first he asked me like, what is this book? And I don't know. I didn't know how to respond in the moment. So I was just honest. It's like very porn. And then he opened and read it. So he saw for himself. Okay. Yeah. Everyone I- was 
disturbed. I don't know if this is because it's the only other like smut. It's the only smut TV show I watch. But may I feel like maybe stars should have picked up a Court of Thorns and Roses because uh, Outlander's perfect. Yes. That would have been so good. And they can get away with a lot on stars that I don't know if they can get away with on Hulu. Yes. Stars should have had it. You're right. I also still want uh, whatever Jamie Fraser's Sam he win. I want him to be in it for some reason. I don't know who he put. Yeah, we, we don't know. He he should be in it, but we don't know who. Yeah, they need younger guys. He could be Lucian, the redhead. He could be Lucian. He might be a little old. I feel like these guys are supposed to look like pretty right. youthful. I know, but I just picture him season one, Jamie, and that's how he. I know. I wish and he was season that. one, Jamie. He should die as her blonde Tamlin. Yes. Oh my god. That's the exactly. only one would like Tamlin. That's period. <laughs> um, Rissa, did you rate form? No. no. Okay, I didn't either. Um, what did you say for shelfworthiness? I gave it a seven. I would never read these books again. Not not because they were bad or anything. Um, I might read the, the first one. I would just not probably not read again. Everyone said the first one was like the worst one, anyways. Um, but like I am gonna keep it on my shelf, and I think this would be good for literally anyone who likes fantasy. I think. Mm-hmm. I think even though this is geared towards women, I think men could read this and it would be fun. I'm going to suggest it to this like weird kid at work, I think, just to see what he would say. <laughs> yeah, I gave it an eight because I'm deaf. I loved it. Like, I was so shocked for some reason. Like, I trust Lindsay's judgment. But Did I do- Mara tell you to read it too, your sister? No, I thought she had, but it turns out she's never, she had it this all this time and she never read it. So now oh. I'm going to make her read it because I'm like, and I'm going to make my mom read it because my mom would love it. Um, sorry, mom, for outing you, but it's true. Um, but I loved love it. it and- she got to love it. And like, I would actually read it again. Like, I thought this was so fun that I feel like if I was ever like just feeling like in a reading slump or like feeling kind of like sad or something like that, like I would totally reach for this and read it again it's just that type of book like I never feel that way about literary fiction and so I haven't experienced that feeling in like a while um but it's the same as like I just read a ballad of songbirds and snakes and like I I think I said a similar thing about that like there's something about that YA vibe or like this book I read last year which was called I Kiss Shara Wheeler or like Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo like there's something about that type of book that feels like you can read it over and over again in a way you can't with literary fiction that's the kind of reading I like crave and I look for I want I'm a I'm a series girl I like to find something be obsessed with it be completely captivated by it and read it all like in a short sitting and that's like probably why I've read all of Sarah J Mass's books except for she has a new series that came out recently I read the first one but I haven't read the second and the first one actually took me a long a little longer to get through it's her first like official new adult that's not Akatar because Akatar Akatar has the YA feel in the first few I would say like a slight other than the sex and everything like that the writing style is the younger and I would say less developed mm-hmm. um but uh, those are the kind of like YA are is so binge worthy if it's done good like all those dystopian series that were so popular we were like 14 it was like went so well 
I just think this first one is slow and also it feels very segmented in a weird way like the part under the mountain feels so completely different than her being at Tamlin's estate so I don't know if I would like I just wouldn't reach for the first one again the second one I think I would probably reach for that one again but like this first one I don't know yeah, my experience, I've never reread the first one. Not even though, and I'm not a rereader in general. Like, I never reread, but I've reread parts of the second one, like a majority of it. Like, but I'll also, reread parts of it. Not Lindsay, just when, when you were first reading it, did you actually like Tamlin? No, I, I didn't dislike him. I didn't dislike him at all, but like, I love a toxic bad boy. I always, it's what led, it's gotten me into trouble time and time again in real life. <laughs> And so when I saw, uh, like, when I, the minute that, like, Risa came on, I was like, I'm very intrigued by you. And then when I had heard after I finished, like, also one thing that I think we should talk about is the ending of the first book of when he, like, stumbles back when he sees her on the balcony. Yeah. That scene completely captivated me. And I was obsessed. I'm not going to spoil anything, but, like, that one gave me a bunch of theories, made me question things. And I became, like, really obsessed with his character especially when I found out that like the next book was based on Hades and Persephone I was like where is this leading that's what made me want to write fan fiction is that's like the kind of books I like to read too is ones that end with questions like you have if you're asking a lot of questions I would say it's a good book like questions that not questions like well I don't understand why this happened but I want to know more about this if there's going to be a series if that's just a standalone Sometimes that's not good, depending on the questions, but that's when it comes to um, popular fiction, that's the kind of experience I want is like questions I'm excited about. I, okay, wait, pause to, to uh, first of all, 100% agree. Second of all, what was y'all's theory as to why he did, why, why he had that reaction? My mouth shut. I'm okay. Y'all can keep your mouth shut, but I think that it, I took it as potentially a sort of like Jacob imprinting on Renesmee type B. And I think he realized that him and Farah were supposed to be mates. <laughs> but we'll find out. I'm going to read the second book this week. We'll find out. Uh, can't wait for like, that. You guys to be sending me like live stream updates because I'm just so giddy. I'm gonna. I was going to out. like two nights ago. I was like, I need to text Lindsay, but it was literally like one a.m. and I was like, no, don't do that to her. I'm so up. It depends. Yeah. But the cat's up too. But even now, I'll see in the morning, and it's first thing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh my um, god. Also, don't look it up yet. So you guys read the first book. I would say the first book, if you're safe, or on maybe finish all of them. But there's some beautiful fan art for the series, like gorgeous fan art. Some very talented artists like this series, and like the the way they draw the characters is just so accurate. I looked up every character because I wanted to know what they looked like. So I looked up Farah, Tamlin, Lucian, um, Alice, Amarantha, just because I was curious. And me I, too. I thought that it was gorgeous. Gorgeous work. Um, can we also talk about one of the things that really threw me off in this book is when that party's happening and she sneaks out 
and she sees Reese for the first time, and she literally says, it was the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life. Then what are you doing with Tamlin? Right. Wow. Right. What? What? Come on now. Immediately. She's not going to leave her man behind. I don't know. I tried to make an excuse for it. I was like, well, he has a mask on this whole book. So she literally doesn't really know what he looks like. That's but I also feel like that, like, when his introduction scene is really with, like, Jeremy Tumor and he comes out, he's like, oh, there you are. I've been looking for you. And he's just, like, so smooth and, like, protective. And he's just, like, darkness around him and everyone's like a little afraid of him it's like mm. me too like like that introduction really is a great introduction yeah it made him so intriguing like more than any other character she had introduced and i yeah. was like girl what are you doing and like it really shows too that like reese was watching out for her in a way that no other character including tamlin ever was Especially in the under the mountain scenes, like when Tamlin like took her into the hallway and started like just wanting to have sex with her, there's like you could have gotten her out then, you could have saved her in that I moment. Know. You're just a horny bastard. And like and- Reese continuously, he saved her after that. Like mm-hmm. right after he saw that happening, he made it look like they were the ones who were like doing whatever, so that pain on her, so no one could touch her because it was smudged. Like right, oh, he's everything to me, Loki. <laughs> um marissa what did you give plot um i gave it a seven because i actually found it really really fun it's like i it's it's like i've read this story 10 billion times and not because it's beauty and the beast but because it's also like fanficy. it feels like fanfic that i've read before which i love like i was i loved that um so i ate it up I ate it. <laughs> but um I did think like some plot like some things of it were a little bit weak like the fact that they had masks on the whole time my brain can't remember that that's too much power when I'm picturing it I saw his face tons of times so yeah. because I couldn't like keep putting a mask on him and I'm also like how lazy to just make it masks instead of like I don't know I was just like that's a little bit lazy but I liked I it um I also didn't rate it higher because how I said it felt really segmented in that weird way. Um, but I will say, like, the middle part when she's just at Tamlin's estate was, like, slow for me. But as soon as she gets under the mountain and it goes fast like that, I was, that's, it's like, that's when it was, I felt like she really hit her groove and it was, like, really getting good. Yeah. I, I I agree. I get, I actually gave it a nine. I loved the plot so much. I thought it was a fresh take on Beauty and the Beast, actually, which is pretty hard to do because it's been done a thousand times. I thought all the fairy lore was incredible. And then I loved the trials. I loved the trials. I did not see that book going in that direction. So that was like a really awesome twist. And I had the biggest, I gasped when we found out that he orchestrated the whole thing and he sent the wolf out and she killed the wolf and it was all orchestrated. I literally was shocked. I don't know if I just like 
am not a very perceptive person, but I had no idea that was coming. Really? Yes. I guessed it. I can't remember if I did. I don't think I did, but I was also 16. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I don't remember if I did, but also the riddle at the end was so obvious, in my opinion. Literally, yes. Yes. But that, yeah. That bitch can't read, so we got to cut her some slack. I know. Yeah. I love that. Honestly, I love that she can't read. <laughs> I, know. I know. That's really fucking funny. I know. <laughs> I didn't. Did you guys guess the riddle? Yeah. Yeah. I'm stupid. I was trying are, really hard sorry, to guess job. it. I And then when she said it at the end, I thought it was stupid. I mean, it was a stupid riddle. That's true. It was like. I don't know. It's just for a character who's so like evil and cunning for that to be the riddle that she comes up with. Just like ridiculous a little bit. I think the reason that's what she came up with is because Emerence was someone who really hates humans and looks on them so little. I think she thought, oh, just she's the stupidest thing because she can't figure it out anyway. She's a stupid human. And that's like where she did wrong. If you want to give her a slack for that, which I agree with you. It's stupid. I wish it was something we couldn't have predicted. Um, and that she had to stab the human. That was so brutal. That and, was. Oh. and then also the worm scene was so good. Like that was one of my favorite things. I was like, I remember being so hooked. It, it reminded me of the worm from like the bull worm from SpongeBob. Yes. Yes. That's what I, I saw in my in my brain when I read that. The funniest instance of her not being able to read was the second trial, and Lucian was like, help, and she was like, I can't fucking read. He was like, just pull a lever at this point. Literally, and Reese had to help her with that, too. Like, he's literally king. He's slay. I love him. And he's getting abused by Marietta. So sad. I know. That That's a good segue, guys. Characterization! Marissa, what did you say? I also gave it a 7. Um, I would have given it higher, but I just hate Tamlin so much. Like, I could not stand him through all of the books. I'm like, literally, Bestie, why are you going through these stupid trials for him? Why? <laughs> Fair. I, yeah. gave it, I gave it an 8. I, I, even the characters I didn't like, I was like, I thought they were pretty good and like everything they did. Okay, nothing they did. How do you put this? Because Lindsay, when Marissa and I like talk about characters a lot, we're like every decision they made makes sense. And that's what's realistic. Do I think that this book has that? No, I think there are obviously some like unrealistic things about the choices these characters make. But overall, I did think the characters were a lot of fun. And like, other than, yeah, also kind of being grossed out by Tamlin. Um, I really liked all the characters. I wish we got more of Alice. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, I, I, how do you pronounce the bad lady's name? Am- Amarantha. Amarantha. Okay, I think that's how I was saying it in my head. Um, but I thought she was like a really cool villain, but like we didn't see enough of her. If you have a first edition in the back, it should have a pronunciation guide. I don't think the later ones do. My hardcover one, which is my parents' house right now, does because all the names were felt so fucking weird. Like I pronounced Thera as fair for like the first few reads times I read it. Uh Resan, Reese is like Rysan. Like 
I was butchering it completely. I is the person mine does have it. That's so funny. I didn't even notice that. Mine does. Yeah, it's better than anyone. I can get a tour of it. Um, yeah. Also, like Liza was saying, there are just characters that I wanted more of that weren't fleshed out. So that's why I kind of mm-hmm. only gave it a seven there too. Like the bit where we got of uh, Lucio Mario, he was like really funny and quirky and a little snarky. Like I loved him, but I want to see like more of that. Like we got about about his backstory and his family dynamic and backstory is fleshed out more in like future book. But I still think like, yes, you can set the stage for it and want to have it heavier then, but like you can't let it be slacking now. Like a first book is not just a rough draft for the rest of the series. It's the first book. I don't know. All I have to say is setting the preference, like the precedent for the next book is. Yeah, I don't think you can really expect what's coming next. I remember the ending of the second book threw me through a loop. And that's all I'm gonna say. Like that ending, like that book to me is like one of my favorite books. It was it's so good, so entertaining. The like romance is great, and the ending is. Yeah. And you know, she she really handles trauma well. Like a lot of writers just gloss over it, but she's doing such a good job with it. That was my favorite part of the second book. Like the second book has a very, which is not, I would say a spoiler, but very much explores from different dynamics, the trauma that they endured under the mountain during that time and how each character is coping with it, handling it and how it has changed them and how they view like, themselves relationships other things like that it is beautifully done also i love that we have a male character who was pretty much sexually assaulted oh he was he was for sure like hell yeah yeah and i would say he's someone who throughout the second book becomes more open with his like emotions than usually see a male character be or male, male men in general so i don't know i think she does a lot of great exploring but also if you look up sarah j mouse's husband he looks exactly like uh Reed. no okay. can i just say that was really interesting because if you read the dedication in the back of the first book she's literally like i've loved you since the first day i met you in college and i it's just an honor getting to love you every single day and i'm like this was not the book to dedicate to your husband. Oh, he <laughs> it was not the yeah, right That's so funny. Or do you need me to text it to you? Or show you right now on my computer? Hold on. That's hilarious. I'm looking at pictures of the husband now. Slay. She looks so Southern. She's, She's also a giant Lord of the Rings fan. She says it's one of her like biggest inspirations for her writing is Lord of the Rings. And she has like a cardboard cutout of Legolas in her office while she That's writes. That's so cute. Tamlin looks like Legolas, so. She is yeah. so cute. I love I, her. And I feel like she kind of looks like Farrah. Yes. Well, I think this was, maybe this is self-insert fan fiction. It might have been Queen. Good for her. I'm good with that. I cheered on. I'd write that. But her husband is recent and like that was a big thing of like after the second book came out i remember people writing that on, like her small fan base at the time now the giant fan base was like it has a like recent that's so cute i actually love that for her and i was i went to a book com when it was still active in new york like our freshman year because it was like right after our freshman year ended and i really wanted to meet her get her to sign these books for me that she was uh it was like the one year she didn't go because she had a baby 
I was so upset. I was Broke my heart there, David. Another time kid ruined something. <laughs> That's Miss Auntie of the Year. <laughs> I'm so dead. Uh, guys, I can't believe that. Now I'm hooked. You're going to love it. You've bought it for so long. I know. So, Lindsay, can I stop after the third book? Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to read the fourth one, but then everyone told me to. But I would say the, the fourth one is just straight porn. But there's going to be more. So I would hold off on reading it, and then I'll let you know if the other ones are worth it. Because, like, I've been in this cult too long. I'm not going to let these TikTok girlies try to one-up me. Right, you don't have – yeah, you're yourself. Oh, you're I'm an OG. Well, I'm an OG fan, and I can't, like, let her down. Like, I want to be able to one day meet Sarah J. Mass when I have my books out and go to a little book tour together and be like, girl, I was with you since day one. Period. I deserve my book signed. <laughs> I also can't believe that the fourth one is just porn, because you would think that their books would get more plot-heavy and less porn. Well, the fourth one is not a part of the main series. It's actually from a different character's perspective, which I'm not going to say which one. Because spoiler. But it's not from Thera's perspective. Interesting. Okay. Her, then book then wrap, her books wrap up with the trilogy, and then the um, novellas are, are just like a happy little, like, Christmas time-ish, but not Christmas kind of stories that take that kind of some setup the not very subtle non-sexual plot of the um kind of of the um second one I mean, uh, the fourth one but that one also like the parts that are not sexual in that do a really good job as well of like dealing with trauma coping like that's a really big thing in sarah j mass's um books like the, the avatar series and she does very 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 well that for her also, this is a random question, but do you guys think this book, I don't think this book does, but do you think it passes the Bechdel test? I almost said the same thing earlier when we were talking about Alice, because I think it does technically, because I think she has enough conversations with Alice and... I would say the... I wouldn't even say it's Alice. I think most of her conversations with Alice have to do with Tamlin. They're talking about a man, but the ones that she doesn't is with her sisters, like in that small scene before. And then when she's like with them again, but she's still thinking about him. Right. Cause that's what, I, that's what gave me pause just now, because like she mm -hmm. talked with Alice about Alice's nephews and about like a few other things about Alice and, and just random stuff that didn't necessarily have to do with Tamlin. But even with Elaine and Nesta, like, even before she went back to even before she went to the fairy world she had been talking to nesta about that boy that yeah and then nesta and her had bought talk about isaac hale who she had been seeing so i actually don't know if other than a few random conversations with her sisters and a few conversations with alice i don't know if it does pass the Bechdel test i don't think it does but the second book definitely does. There's like book definitely does. characters that are introduced that are badass. Like what the first book is lacking where I really do feel like the first book is like, it, it, I think it could use some more time in the cooker. I could be remember 
remembering this wrong, but I remember listening to an interview with Sarah J. Mass where she said like she was writing this on the fu- on the side like a fun side project while she was writing Throne of Glass, and then her editor wanted to see it, so she showed it to them, and then it just got like spiraled and rolled into production. Yeah, and so I don't have as much time with it as she did with the rest of the series and other parts and like being able to flesh out the characters and do that work of making it like full circle. So I would point it towards that. But one of my favorite things about Sarah J. Mass's writing in general, like in all her books is I love how many love interests the characters have, like so many books in general. It's like you meet one character and they're the love of your life. They're your forever. And all of her books, the character, and sometimes the, love interests come back around and other things like that but characters usually have like multiple love interests like not in a love triangle way but like a, i'm gonna flesh out this relationship this relationship happened but then it didn't work out so then going on to so i eventually meet someone new and that's real life like yes i think not having that in most literature creates like a fake ideal of like you meet someone and they have to be end game right i appreciate that big time well mm-hmm. i will say if nick is not end game <laughs> <laughs> I'm quitting my life. <laughs> so I told like once you're with somebody for as like even as long as you and Nick have been together, like that is like don't even think about it. Yeah, but like also Marissa, even with like a me more than two handfuls, more than a handful of people beforehand. So technically, you've already been through all your Tamlins. Yeah, I hope so. That's true. Fane's allowed to be endgame because I had my pick of Michaels beforehand. Yeah. You did have a lot of Michaels. And you had your pick of dudes' names who started with a fucking um, gay. Yeah, Tamlin did. He did some things that I was like, oh, that's literally my ex. (laughs) Disgusting. Why are you so aggressive all the time? Literally. Well, he's a beast, bro. He's he's a literal beast, man. I'm going to plug in my my phone. Lindsay, before we um conclude, would you like to like share your um either your social you know you're not really on socials anymore, but would you want to talk just about like your writing and like what you're doing in the f- not so distant future? So I do two very different things with my writing at the moment. On one side, I'm an editor for an economic development magazine called Site Selection. So if you're interested in that, Google it. And then um, the other thing I work on is I write, I would say, very similar stories in the sense of fantasy, um, romance, a new adult age kind of fast-paced fantasy stories of Sarah J. Mass. So in a similar vein, I'm working on like a fairy witch story for my thesis. I'm uh, finishing up my uh, thesis next semester for my graduate program at Emerson College. My master's in popular fiction and publishing. So lots of interesting things going on in my world. So look out for a book with my name and like, Two and a half years. Yes. Hopefully. We'll be done to buy it. Yes. I and my biggest goal now, as I said a minute ago, is one day I'm gonna go on a tour with Sarah J. Mass, like a little book tour. And that's my biggest goal. And I think it'll happen because our books are very similar and authors do that often. I think it will happen. 
it'll happen and I will harass her till it does good oh determination is all it takes yes because I will get my book signed even if it's just like one stop please just sign my books just sign my it's the same thing with Taylor Swift like when I knew Taylor Swift tickets were coming out I was not gonna wait in that queue forever I was like some girls who just want to beat me out for they're gonna do it and I do not care as much as they do with Sarah J Mass, I care that much but I don't care enough to like fight for tickets right I'm just right. gonna I, I know my stance as, a, as an OG fan <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. But you guys, it's the last episode of season four. So ending it on a banger. Ending it mm-hmm. on a banger. We'll have a, you know, however long off so that we can read the rest of the series and come back season five and tell you guys um, if we finished a Court of Thorns and Roses series or not. Um,. Yeah, I think y'all I think y'all both are gonna finish it and you're gonna come back with like those little ear points on your ears. Yes. It made me want to go to the Renaissance Fair so bad. <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe, maybe y'all are so purring on the podcast. Shut up. <laughs> Do you see the men who go to Renaissance Fairs? I'm not seeking out they men ruin, at Renaissance Fair. I'm not either, but they ruin, they will like come up to you and be like, my fair lady. Absolutely not. That's why Liza <laughs> wanted to know more about Amarantha. She didn't want to know more about Tan. She's like, give me more about the beautiful redhead lady. That's <laughs> literally what I said. Like, period. We stand um, by it. And I do <laughs> by that, but damn, I just want to dress oh. up in a corset and live my life. Wait, have you started reading um, the second book yet, Liza? No. Marissa, she's going to love more. I'm excited. So, yeah, there's a there's a character you're going to love. I'll text you guys. I loved her. Like, I loved her. Like, I was like, am I questioning myself at this moment because she's so beautiful? And I think I think Liza's going to like that other girl more. What's her name? Amaran? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Lots of ladies. We'll see. We'll see. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We'll take bets now. You can, on the beginning of the next podcast, you can tell them all. Who do you I choose? Will. I will. Because I will have finished the second book by then for sure. Maybe even the entire series. So we'll see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay and tuned. thanks to Lindsay for sharing A Court of Thorns and Roses. Yay. We love you. It was so exciting. I have been like waiting to talk with people about this book for years. And then my TikTok came out. I was just like, too many people talked about it. I deserve my own platform for it because I've been here so long. And thank you for giving me the throne I deserve. <laughs> the, the throne you deserve. Yeah. No pun intended. And we'll promo the shit out of this on TikTok so that people see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TikTok. Honestly, this if these guys said something super controversial in here, be like, oh, I hate it. You get a million TikTok views. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Well, you just title it, Why We Hate Akatar. <laughs> I can't. Um, that's all she wrote, though, right, guys? That's it. That's it. My final word is Tamlin is big, dumb, stupid. Tamlin, big, dumb, stupid. Reese. I love you. <laughs> I do have to say, a lot of people on um, TikTok have fan cost. Did you guys ever watch the movie Tall Girl? Yes. The blonde guy from Tall Girl. That's who a lot of people fan cast. That's Tamlin. Yeah. Her her boy, like, uh, I mean, his uh, girlfriend is, like, on TikTok. And she's so cute. And she, like, 
wants him to, I think, dress up as Tamlin, and she's, like, posted videos about it as well, so. That is so freaking funny. I know. That's literally hilarious. Ew. Um, yeah, he's ugly. He really has Tamlin. I hate it. It makes me itchy. Anyways. It's accurate. Anyways. <laughs> and that's it. Bye. Bye.